Good morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 27th. We've got a lot of things to talk about. It's the last week for the study, Gird Up Girls, Strategies in Spiritual Warfare. Also, we've had an incredibly powerful ruling from the Supreme Court regarding free speech and the abortion debate. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So first of all, I want to just apologize in advance for my voice. I am struggling with allergies like you would not believe. And then on top of it, I got some sort of weird cold, but it has not deterred me. I am starting to uh, get ready to take up the carpet in my house. (laughs) This is my uh, sincere desire for the summer and my attempt to uh, normalize my life. So our kids are helping us and we've already started taking down the bookshelves and the thing. You know what? Here's the thing. If you decide to replace a 25-year-old carpet in your house that's matted and gross and awful, what it really means is you have to move out. And so I've decided, after, especially after talking to my friend Steve on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, I've decided I'm going to be purging. And then it made me sad. I started looking at my bookshelves and I've got tons of homeschool books that I don't need anymore because my kids have outgrown that particular phase of their homeschooling. And then I sort of got melancholy. And then I looked at some really pretty colors for my wall and it made me feel better. Is that shallow? (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm enjoying my summer vacation. I hope you guys are enjoying yours. A couple of really important things to talk about today. First of all, uh, I am getting ready to start a brand new study over at MomStrong International called Is That Really in the Bible? And uh, this is a this is going to be, I think, one of my favorite studies. It's going to be a little bit lighter because it's summertime. So we're going to touch on a bunch of different ones, but we're not going to dig real deep into them. And the other day on Facebook, I made an announcement and I said, I have taken Facebook off of my phone. So th- there's the reason why these things go together. So I only get on there, you know, maybe once every couple of days or if something really important happens, like the ruling that came from SCOTUS, I got on Facebook and said, hey, this is amazing. But I asked the question when I was on there uh, from my laptop, I asked the question, what are some uh what are some things on, uh, you know, some things that circulate around churches and in Christian circles that you kind of wonder, is that really in the Bible? And I wasn't sure how many of you guys would respond, but oh my goodness, we got tons of responses from you. So we're going to be talking, obviously, we're going to be talking about um, Matthew 7 right, which is so widely misinterpreted in the church and outside of the church. Jeremiah 29, 11 was a huge one, uh, which we will talk about also. I was really happy because most of the ones that I had already written down were things that you are asking um, questions about. Some people misinterpret Romans 8, 28, everything happens, uh, that God works all things together for good. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I, there are a couple of them uh, that you guys thought were misinterpreted that I actually think are generally interpreted the correct way. So we're going to have some fun with this. So it's a great time for you to do uh, this study with uh, your mom strong group. It's a great time to sit and do this with your kids because these are questions that are constantly out in the in the culture and they're widely misinterpreted. I think the, the main one is uh, obviously out of Matthew 7, uh, judge not. So Wow, we're going to have a lot of fun. This is a great time to uh, sign up for MomStrong International. You can just head over to momstronginternational.com, sign up for a free account, which will get you access to our scripture writing challenge, which is going to go right along with several of the verses that we'll be talking about for the month of July. 
And uh, then you can subscribe and get the Bible study. And I just want to encourage you, we are working hard over here to make a Bible study for you that's going to be relevant to the times and the seasons that addresses what's happening in the culture in real time. It's also a fantastic way for you to support the ministry of MomStrong International that helps keep this podcast on the air. So we would love it if you would subscribe, and it's a great way for you to study the Word with us, and also it's a great way for you to help support this ministry. So I want to just thank you for doing that. Also, I'm going to talk for a few minutes before we get to the Supreme Court ruling um, about uh, Gird Up Girl. This is the last week, so I'm going to recap that for you. But before I do that, several of you watched my Facebook challenge. I have officially deleted Facebook off of my phone. And can I just say, freedom, freedom, people, freedom is coming your way. Take it off your phone. Uh, I have been talking about this for several months now with my husband, just how absolutely grieved I am at the waste of time that, I mean, not, well, it's not all been wasted, but a lot of it's wasted, mostly because the conversation in the country right now is so polarized and Facebook is absolutely bent on, uh, on, uh, censorship and censoring people, which is exactly what they're doing. I was reading it on, uh, I want to say it was liveaction.com or maybe it was LifeSite News. Uh, they're talking about how they have been censored. And Facebook Facebook has its own platform. And I don't think that's a reason for us to be angry or upset, right? Uh, Facebook owns Facebook. They can do whatever they want. But uh, they have officially denied me a verified badge. I've been told I don't meet the Facebook community standard. And I realized after after that, um, we're sitting around the dinner table and all my kids are like, I'm having to say, hey, put your phone down every five minutes. And, I, and so about a month ago, we asked our kids to take social media off their phones completely. So Snapchat, Instagram, uh, you know, obviously Facebook totally gone. And then my husband was like, we can't really ask our kids to take it off of their phones if we're not willing it. Man, you guys, that was hard for me. It was kind of like uh, prying it out of my cold, dead fingers. Because when you work hard to build a following of 300,000 people via social media, and then you back off from the platform, it it uh, it makes you wonder, are you going to lose your voice? You're going to lose uh, your influence. But after praying about it, I realized, A, my influence doesn't come from Facebook. It comes from the Lord. And B, you guys can find me here at the podcast, and I am definitely making a shift over to MomStrong International. So that is where you will find me uh, talking, and we're working right now getting live video over there as well. But I'm going to make a slow but steady move away from uh, social media, Facebook in particular. I haven't decided yet about uh, Instagram. I'm not over at Instagram a whole lot, and I will definitely leave my presence there. So uh, the staff will be there for me, but I am going to uh, limit my time. And I was talking a little bit about, uh, about uh, you know, confession and recognizing when we're, when we're struggling with something and actually making, uh, making those petitions and those requests known to the Lord. And one of my favorite authors in the whole world, and I did this on my, um, on my uh, Facebook Live the other day, is... Uh, is Paul David Tripp. He has a book out called New Morning Mercies. He was talking about confession. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, I believe in my own life, and I said this at the, at the live video on Facebook, that social media has become sort of an addiction for me uh, because um, I'm on it all the time, because I'm always checking to see, you know, how are people responding to what I write? And I realize I'm getting a lot of my validation and taking a lot of criticism that I don't really necessarily need to let sink into my soul from social media. 
And so if that's you, I just want to encourage you, it's okay to get away from it. Uh, I think there's an addictive nature to it. I was watching uh, Kathy Cook uh, gave me Kirk Cameron's new movie, Connect. If you guys haven't seen that yet, I want to encourage you to do it. He makes a great argument for what social media is actually doing in terms of rewiring us uh, emotionally and psychologically, particularly our children before they are the age of 25. And I believe it's having a very detrimental effect. Can it be used for good? Absolutely. But we're going to have to really bone up on the fruit of the spirit that is self-control. So uh, this is what Paul David Tripp said about confession. So he said, this is how confession works. You can't confess what you haven't grieved. And so I thought, you know what? I've already, I have been grieving the hundreds and hundreds of hours that I feel like I have literally wasted scrolling on my phone in my car or or at, even at the dinner table, I'll just be honest with you, or sitting on my couch when my kids want my attention or my husband wants my attention. And so I've already been grieving that. So he says it starts with grieving something. He says, you can't confess what you haven't grieved and you can't grieve what you do not see. In other words, you got to have your eyes open to uh, take a good hard look in the mirror and say, is this really affecting me? And then he then he goes on to say, you can't repent of what you haven't confessed. So one of the most important operations of God's grace is to give us eyes to see our sin and hearts that are willing to confess it. If your eyes are open and you see yourself with accuracy, and if your heart is humbly willing to admit what your eyes see, you know that glorious, rescuing, forgiving, and transforming grace has visited you. Why? Because what you're doing is simply not natural for sinners. In the face of their sin, Adam blamed Eve, Eve blamed the serpent, and both of them hid, but neither stepped forward and made a willing and heartfelt confession. And so uh, that's really where I am with uh, with social media and also so many things going on in my life right now, I am really having to take a good look. And so as my husband at where we're putting our energy and what we want to do uh, with our, with the time that the Lord has given us. So that was the reason I made my decision to take Facebook off of my phone and to uh, start distancing myself from social media platforms and really work into the platform that God has given me over at MomStrong International. So I want to encourage you, uh, if that's you, this might be something that you might want to consider as well. Speaking of MomStrong International, this is the last week, this last week of June. I can't even believe it. <laughs> this last week of June. I am. I love summertime. So I'm one of those girls that wants to hang on to it absolutely as long as I can. <laughs> and so when I go, man, it's the 27th of June, I think, shoot fire, I've only got July and August, and then we got to start right back up with school again. So we are at the last week of our study, which we've been doing on the armor of God for the last three months at MomStrong International. If you have not joined the Bible study there, um, I think you guys will love it. I want to just encourage you, we're going to keep doing it, writing Bible studies for you every month. They're really geared toward helping you uh, gird up to get onto the battlefield. And so we are in Ephesians. We've been in Ephesians 6 for the last three months. I'm going to read this last section for you uh, so that we can sort of frame what we've been doing, and then I'll recap it for you. So this is Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, 
and the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, and with your feet fitted with all the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, and in addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. One of the things I love about this passage is particularly uh, Paul's boldness at the end of the passage, where he recognizes his own fallibility and his own proneness to being weak, because that's what we are, right? Even though we love the Lord, and even though we want to stand for what God says to stand for, Paul is saying, pray for me. Paul, one of the most bold men that ever walked the face of the earth, who gave his life for the sake of the gospel, saying, pray for me, that words could be given to me so that I can fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. And that's really his call to all of us, is to be fearless in our defense of the gospel. One of the reasons that I am so passionate about what's happening in the culture right now is that God is not silent on the issues that we are facing right now. He's not silent on the issue of abortion. He's not silent on the issue of marriage. He's not silent on the issue of family. He tells us where to find joy and blessing. Blessing is not found outside of God's boundaries. So we need to learn to walk inside the boundaries that God has laid out for us. And so as mothers in particular, and as parents, that means that we train our children by walking in those boundaries ourselves. That's why it was so important for me to come to a decision to say, you know what, this Facebook thing on my phone is actually hurting my relationship with my children, and then take a good look at myself in the mirror and say, Father, I'm sorry, I didn't listen to that still small voice. I wasn't listening when you uh, were prompting me and showing me things that were wrong because I was more interested in uh, engaging with people online than in people with people in my real life. And I think it's important for us to do exactly what Paul said. Paul's saying, we've got to pray in the spirit with all kinds of prayers and requests. That means we say, Father, open my eyes to anything that is hindering my relationship with you. Help me to model this for my children. We can't give our children what we don't have. This was the message and is the message behind the book, Becoming Momstrong, which by the way, is on the bestseller list on Amazon right now in motherhood. And if you have not read Becoming Momstrong, I want to encourage you uh, to do that. We are so excited to see what God is doing with the book, Becoming Momstrong, with the Bible study, and also uh, just with the women who are who are actually uh, reading it and saying, wow, God has a plan for me that's bigger than just raise your children, educate them, send them out into the world. He has a four-generation plan for you, and he wants you to stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place. This is God's heart for you. This is God's heart for you as a mother, and it's God's heart for you as a child of God. So it's been an amazing and challenging 12 weeks, and we've been looking at all the aspects of spiritual warfare and the armor of God. For the first week, we looked at how we can't be deceived into thinking that we're living in a time of peace when really we're in a war. And the struggle that we feel in life and our relationships uh, and with our kids and in our careers is ultimately not a physical battle, it's a spiritual one. And according to the Bible, we have a very real enemy 
in a very real spiritual realm, and we need the very real spiritual weapons if we're going to defeat him and gain ground for the kingdom. I think one of the reasons why we're seeing strides made uh, for the pro-life movement right now is because God's people are praying. In Isaiah 59, verse 17, we're reminded it's not our armor, but it's God's armor that we stand in. And so it's not about taking the fight into our own hands or setting out to win every new victory, but more it's about standing in Christ who fights for us and has already triumphed. And so I want to ask you, uh, I'd love to hear your feedback. You can shoot me an email, podcast at the Busy Mom. You can uh, post over at Mom Strong International at the forums. Let me know how the t- past uh, 12 weeks have shifted your perspective on the reality of the spiritual warfare uh, that you're that you're actually engaged in as a believer. What are some of the practical ways that you have learned to engage in the battle around you? This is so important because the Bible says in Philippians 1 that with God's help, We will stand before him at the end of our life, and we will hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. I love God's heart for us and his his equipping us to stand firm. And as we talk about standing firm and as we move on to the next study in Mom Strong International, and we start talking about things that really are and things that aren't in the Bible and why context is so important, we're going to be teaching Uh, For the first week, for sure, we're going to put a little bit of emphasis on context and why context in the Bible uh, is so important. Context is important in every relationship, right? Not just in the Bible. It's important in our relationships with our children. It's important when we read the news. It's important when we understand, uh, when we start to break down things that are going on around us, we want to say, what's the context that this is happening in? So I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, Strategies in Spiritual Warfare. I wanted to just encourage you through this war, we are called to set our hearts on the unshakable, irrevocable victory that we have in Christ. He has already triumphed and you will too. So gird up, mom, never give in, never give up, never surrender, fight the good fight and finish the race that God has put before you. That is really his heart for you. I want to move on really quickly um, because we only have a few minutes left and just go over the Supreme Court ruling. This came down on Tuesday morning. It was a thrill for me uh, to see it come through as a, uh, a push notification on my phone. The Supreme Court has ruled in favor of pro-life groups that counsel pregnant women to make choices other than abortion and invalidates a California law that was requiring them to prominently post information on how to obtain a state funded abortion. Can you guys imagine this? We talked about it on the podcast uh, when it happened, when it actually came down, because it was it was unthinkable to me that um, California would require a pro-life clinic to prominently post information on how to obtain a state-funded abortion. That's the thing that they're absolutely against. So the court in a 5-4 ruling said that the state law probably violates the Constitution. <laughs> probably? Yeah, it violates the Constitution. It violates free speech, right? So the court also, this ruling is also going to, uh, I think, affect similar laws that have been recently passed in Hawaii and Illinois. So we want to be praying uh, about this take this to the Lord in prayer. Uh, It's amazing to me to see God at work um, and answering the prayers of his people. And these are still very, very uh, narrow rulings. A 5-4 ruling 
is a narrow ruling. And uh, oral arguments on this case took place back in March, which is when we talked about it uh, here at the podcast. My friend, the CEO of Alliance Defending Freedom, Michael Ferris, served as the lead attorney before the court. And uh, so this was this was an, this is an exciting uh, an exciting thing. It's something to be praising the Lord for. The decision fell along uh, predictably uh, ideological lines. Uh, uh, Judge Clarence Thomas was joined by Judge uh, John Roberts, Anthony Kennedy, Samuel Lido, and the newest Supreme Court Judge Neil Gorsuch, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sonia Sotomayor, and Alega Kanin, uh joined in the dissenting opinion, which was written by Justice Stephen Breyer as as normal. So this is a very classic uh, conservative versus liberal, particularly where it comes to the pro life movement. Uh, but in this case, the government used its power. Uh, in California, at least, to force pro-life pregnancy centers to provide free advertising for for abortion. The Supreme Court said that the government can't do that, and it must respect pro-life beliefs. Tolerance and respect for good faith differences in opinion are essential in a diverse society like ours. They enable us to peacefully coexist with one another. And if we want to have freedom for ourselves, we have to extend it to other people. So praise the Lord with me. This was an incredibly powerful ruling by the Supreme Court. And it's a a good reminder to you also to be praying for uh, the decisions that President Trump is making right now. There are many decisions that are on the, that are in front of him right now, I keep hearing a lot of uh, uh, you know, dissenting opinion and people angry and kicking people out of restaurants. This is not who we are as a culture. We should be talking about this in ways that um, that are winsome, so that we can win our win our arguments based on uh, reasoning. And as believers, we base our arguments on the Word of God. Listen, what breaks the heart of God should break the heart of God's people. And so what God stands for, we stand for. And what God opposes, we oppose. Why? Because we are children of the living God. And we represent Him, as Paul said in Ephesians 6, we are ambassadors for Christ. So I hope you guys are encouraged. I've been encouraged by this. I hope you've been encouraged by what we're doing over at MomStrong International. Now is a great time. We're going to start a brand new study starting on July 2nd. We start our studies on Monday, but this, but the brand new scripture writing challenge is going to be out for you a few days before that. And we're going to be going through some of these verses. I know it's really going to encourage you. Also, if you have not left a review for Becoming MomStrong over at Amazon or Goodreads, it would greatly uh, bless us if you would do that. And also to leave reviews for this podcast over at iTunes. If you haven't done that, please do that. There are about 40,000 of you listening to this right now. And it would be an incredible boost for us if you could start putting your reviews uh, in public places where people can see them, especially as I move my platform away from social media and here to the podcast. So we love you guys. We're praying for you. Excited to see what God does in your life. If you have a question for me for Mailbox Monday, please shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com and have a great Wednesday, everybody. I'll see you back here. Well, if I have my voice on Friday.